0: Welcome to Making Sense of Adolescence, presented by the Avalon Youth Hub, the show where we discuss the mental health experiences of young people on the beaches. Each week, we bring in local young people into the hub to discuss their experience of young adulthood and mental health, and discover how we can cultivate healthy habits, minds and relationships. I'm David, and I'm with
1: Lily and Lily.
0: Today, we're discussing bullying. It's one thing to make jokes, but when can it go too far? Bullying can seriously affect the well-being of the victims and it's important that we stand up for ourselves and others when we witness bullying happening. To help us get more answers, we've enlisted Alex Hayes and Cooper Chapman.
2: I'm really keen for this. I think um, Alex has been bullied in the past, so it'll be interesting to hear his experience and how he got through it and obviously he's quite successful now, so it would be cool to see like, how he dealt with it and how he's gotten to where he is today.
1: I think I want to know who the people who bullied him now, if they've turned around and been like, "Oh yeah, we were good mates in school," or like,
2: "Oh, <laughs> yeah, or tried, interesting. To, yeah mm-hmm. tried to
1: like be his friend now," and yeah,
2: yeah. Mm. be really interesting. And then Cooper, he has um, a successful business um, like around mental health and stuff, so that's cool.
0: So, what is bullying?
2: Um, I feel like bullying's it's definitely something that's repetitive. Um, It's not something that happens once. It's sort of different to just being picked on or once. It's something that is repetitive and goes over and over... ...and can maybe worsen over time. Um, Definitely an individual being targeted by another person or another group.
1: Um, Yeah, sort of you said it really. I can't really (laughs) say much. But I think there's a lot of situations where people don't understand... ...that they are actually being bullied... ...and they sort of look back and they're like... oh wow, that was a really tough time and I just sort of didn't like um, recognise that that's what I was going through and that's what these people were doing to me. Mm. So that's very true. Yeah,
0: 100%. Definitely. I think um, because a lot of it can just seem like, oh, this is kind of the group dynamic. This is who I am now. you know.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. Just and everyone else is laughing or um, mm. going along with it so you think, oh, it's just a joke.
0: Yeah, especially yeah. if it's like a name or something, something that is like tied to at least... ...someone else's idea of your identity, right? So, you know, people calling each other big man or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like... ...over a period of time. Um, yeah. That can start to become inappropriate, start to become something that's like... ...you know, genuinely degrades at their well-being.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: What has our experience of bullying been like?
2: Um, I don't know if I've been bullied per se. I've definitely been picked on a little bit um, in the past... Um, And sort of targeted, but I don't know if I would classify it as bullying. Um, But I've seen, like, my brother, I've seen him get bullied, so I've seen what it's like and I know what it can do to someone and their, like, confidence and their self-esteem. Yeah, it's not a nice feeling.
1: Yeah, I, before I got braces, I had the worst buck teeth and literally up until I got, the other day someone said it to me and I was like, I've had my braces off for three weeks, what are you going, I mean, three years, like, what are you saying? Mm. Um, and it's just like something so your one insecurity or not even one but people find an insecurity you have no matter if it actually is like they're physically there or not and they will pick on it because they know it can get to you. And then there's sort of like bullying within friendship groups I think is a massive thing. Yeah, that's what I experienced. It was more within a friendship group. Um, I was like targeted in that. Yeah, like it's all a joke until it's. Yeah.
2: So not. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's different for girls and guys as well because just seeing how girls interact in a friendship group versus guys, whereas guys I feel like will make a lot more jokes. Mm. And for me it would be like, oh, well, I wouldn't want someone saying that to me, but I'm a girl. Like it's different as well and how bullying can be for different genders. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: definitely. I think it um it ties a lot into kind of identity and that kind of thing and also expectations within a friend group and if someone is kind of deliberately going out of that their way to like go past expectations and make you uncomfortable and make your day worse. Just for like our viewers who might not know who you are, um, do you mind introducing yourself?
3: Yeah, I'll start. My name's Cooper Chapman. I'm a professional surfer, grew up in North Narrabeen on the northern beaches down there, beautiful part of the world. And now living up in Kingscliff, I actually moved in yesterday. But I've been surfing professionally for the last fifteen years, and then I also have a little mental health business, the Good Human Factory, which has been a fun project I've been doing. And yeah, that's that's me summed up real briefly.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, my
4: name's Alex Hayes, I'm a surfer, music producer, and um, founder of The Daily Living. Um, been having fun on social media the past few years and been just been making the most of life and trying to showcase that and then inspire other people to do the same.
2: Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. awesome.
0: Um, so as you might know, the topic of today's episode is bullying. We just wanted to ask you guys first off, what's your experience of bullying been like?
4: Um, I'll kick this one off. I, I've dealt with quite a bit of bullying in my time, not so much now. But when I was in high school and even primary school, I was always a bit of a outcast and kind of on the, the sides never in the cool group and I often was the one that dealt with a lot of people's um, bullshit like I I was in school I was very bullied for just being different and so I often had very low self esteem and didn't have many friends and just got called all the bad names and when social media came out the cyber bullying came through as well where you know people would like to hide behind the profiles and say some pretty heavy stuff and it you know it was it was pretty hard for me back in in the day but in hindsight it's been the best for me as a character and as a person to grow thick skin and learn to not really care about other people's opinions because if someone's going to give you you know a hard time it's often because they're in a very hard time and they're just reflecting their insecurities so yeah it's all it's been great learning but yeah bullying really sucks yeah yeah definitely
3: and for me, I'm, to be honest, I never got too bullied at school. I was away so much surfing and I was quite lucky. I went to a sports high school and was representing the country and surfing. And I was, I guess you'd say, one of the fun, sort of cool kids at school. I used to like miss out on a lot of parties and never get invited to stuff because I was away so much. And there were times, I guess, as every kid has, where it is tough and there's always going to be sort of schoolyard bullying and name calling and I was very aware of it and saw it plenty, but... I guess looking back at school now, I think I just empathise with people who are bullies because there's just so much negativity that must be happening in their life for them to be putting that back on somebody else. So I think just trying to make people aware of the effect that bullying has on people and just trying to make sure that we can yeah, all be kind to each other. It's not, not that hard.
2: Yeah, definitely. So, um, Alex, you got like cyber then as well as being sort of bullied in person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting to know because obviously they're both two different things um, and people experience both in person and over social media and all of that. Um, Were those like experiences different in ways or very similar?
4: Yeah, definitely. I think that the in person bullying was quite a lot of intimidating and um, where, you know, your physical buyers have a lot more to do with it you know being intimidated by people wanting to physically hurt me back in the day as opposed to sub-bullying when it was just the really nasty comments that you know like you know to dive straight into it, some heavy ones I used to get told I should kill myself quite often and that like I'm worthless and I'm a piece of shit and just no one likes me um, so it's just two completely different forms of bullying that I, I dealt with um, and yeah as you said they're just complete, they're completely different
2: yeah yeah
0: you touched on earlier how you said uh, bullying had kind of made made you stronger and made you kind of, uh, as much as, as pe- it's people trying to tear you down, it's also something that has kind of made you uh, have more resolve and that kind of thing. And I was just wanted to kind of open it up and say, like, I want to ask, uh, what have you learned from bullying and being bullied?
4: What have I learned? Um, you know, there is that saying that you, you learn in primary school, sticks and stones break your bones and names never hurt you. And I think as, as true as that sounds, as simple as it sounds, it's actually not because words, if you're in a frame of mind that is, you know, very vulnerable and, um, you know, you have, at the time for me, I was quite low, low self-esteem. So words are like a trigger point to get you in a in lower point. It's like when you're in that time and your, your mind's kind of already giving you shit and then someone else tells you your shit, it's just like twice the effect double the effect so i guess what it learned is if someone isn't in my close circle uh, and someone that i really value and if it's someone that i wouldn't go and ask for advice then why would their opinion matter to me anyway if it's not someone that i would ask for advice or in the first place so it's just kind of my carelessness for other people's opinions on me unless it's my close circle
1: i love that i love that outlook Do you think being bullied in high school helped when you became sort of more of more like relevant on social media? Did you have a lot of hate sort of starting that up and like did your high school experience help you to sort of just ignore it and sort of bounce back from it?
4: Um, Well in high school it was was quite difficult to ignore because it was was an environment that I was going in every single day so it was more of like a you know I use this quite often but I would turn into a chameleon like I would just kind of shape shift into what people would, I just wanted to fit in. So at school, I wouldn't ignore it. I just try and fit in as hard as I could and I would try to be cool. And, and, um, that's just, that was my kind of defense mechanism at the time. But in the day to day life, it's just, it's like when you go fishing, if, if you're, you're chucking a line out and you're waiting for a fish to come bite the hook, it's just looking at it like, all the bullies are the fishermen trying to hook a fish and I'm the fish. And if I don't take the bait, they're not going to catch me. So if I'm not reacting to them trying to bully me, they're going to give up.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cooper, you said you didn't weren't as much as a victim as bullying in high school, but did you ever become a bystander or sort of see that happening to other
3: kids? Um, to be honest, I'm quite a lot of school and I tried to try to stay away from yeah. a lot of the negativity in school. I, I mean, in primary school and stuff, I used to have really big ears. <laughs> I used to get called Dumbo a lot, which definitely hurt at the time. And I guess going off so what Alex said, my mechanism was to grow my hair long so nobody had to see my ears. And I still do it to this day, but <laughs> I'm very comfortable with my ears now. Um, but yeah, there definitely was times, it, it's tough in school to, I guess, stand up for people and witness bullying as a child especially in high school when there is like Alex said that size difference and that physicality element to bullying when it's face to face it made it quite intimidating to stand up for other people but there wasn't that much bullying at my school my school was pretty good with um being a sports hire everyone was pretty sporty there's obviously certain things that triggered people but I wasn't heavily involved too much with witnessing or being on the other side of bullying. But now getting older, seeing like social media bullying and stuff just pains me having like a mental health business. I get people telling me their stories all the time and a lot of it stems back to bullying and having those underlying issues of people having to try and live up to something and trying to be something they're not just to fit in like Alex was saying. It's it's a sad thing that that's what our minds take us to and that's why I've created the Good Human Factory to give kids the ability and anybody who listens to what I talk about the ability to overcome any scenario that they're in in life and be resilient and realize that all that really matters is the way that you treat people and that's all that you can control. So the way that they treat you is more of a reflection of them than yourself.
2: Yeah. I, um, I follow the good human factory on Instagram. I love like what you post you. and um, <laughs> sort of us being teenagers and sort of, we're going through similar things at the moment. Like it's interesting to hear, um, you know, so, like your past experiences and how you've grown and evolved through it and how you both now have like successful platforms and successful businesses and are doing what you can to like help us, I guess.
3: That was the whole reason why I started the Good Humans Factory was I just was so lucky and I'm so grateful for the life that I've been sort of handed being an athlete. And I just felt the responsibility to share kind of what works for me with younger people because I feel like unless we share our knowledge and talk to people and I think when it comes to mental health it's really important to try and find what works for you and the more stories of resilience and the more techniques from different people that we can hear I feel the more um, the more inclined to overcome those difficult situations when they arise.
1: For high school Alex did it feel like you'd never finish and like it would never end and this bullying would just go on forever because like for me, high school seems like such a big part of my life, but I guess for you it would seem like a small thing. I don't know. I'm just sort of wondering if, in the time, you felt as if it would end soon.
4: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that 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 point in your life, school is yeah. the majority of your life. So, of course, you know, for me, it definitely felt like it wasn't in, it wasn't going to end anytime soon. You know, time just seems to go so slow when you're at school. Yeah. Um, so it was it was quite hard to have that mindset of like just look past it and look you know that just understanding that it's going to be over soon but it's just what I'm trying to do as well with my platform is to, to just explain to people that school isn't the end all be all it's you know it's just a moment of time and you can choose how you use it and choose how it affects you too so it's like it, it always school's going to finish soon and then a lot of the stuff that you deal with isn't going to be even a thought in five years.
2: Yeah, I definitely keep reminding myself of that when I'm finding school hard is that like there's so much more to life after that school, yeah.
4: For sure, yeah. School School doesn't define you at all. It, it tries to but it doesn't at all. And so it's just being true to yourself and, and continually doing what you love and surround yourself with the, the people you love and don't let anyone tell you otherwise.
0: Kind of Cooper on uh, being the founder of the Good human society Uh, how can we go about being better humans to uh, the people who we care about and the people who might be experiencing uh, bullying in our lives how can we go about supporting them through that
3: I think it all just comes back to kindness kindness is the most important value and quality that I think any human can have and the way that we treat people can create better well-being for ourselves there's a lot of science and a lot of data behind the effects that being kind to people has on you. And I did a, a short course on the science of well being recently. And one of the studies in the course was that they gave a thousand people $20 and they said, if you can go and spend the $20 on yourself or you can go and spend it on somebody else. And I think like 85% of people spend it on themselves and the other 20%, 20% spend it on somebody else or 15%, sorry. And they did did a happiness test prior to the day and after the day, and the 15% who spent the money on somebody else were far happier than the people who spent it on themselves by average. So there's just all these little bits of science and data and stuff that actually proves the power of gratitude and the power of kindness. And I think the more that we can educate each other on the fact that just smiling at a person walking past, you can make yourself feel better. And at the end of the day, it's going to come back to the more people that we can have with positive mental health and the more people that we can have to have a good outlook on life, like they're not bullies, people like that. People who are kind aren't bullies it's, and it's just the way that we can kill bullying, I think. Anyway, it's just teaching more people to be kind and realising that kindness is the way to make yourself feel good and which should be pretty much everybody's goal in life really.
2: Yeah. Um, being in like year 11 at school, I wish uh, when I was younger we were taught more about – kindness and um, anti-bullying and all that stuff. I don't think it gets, um, there's not, not like a lot of emphasis on it um, and it's sort of up to us and how we have to deal with it and it's feel, it can feel very alone. So it's really cool hearing that there's um, organisations wanting to try and change that.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I, that's what I saw. I saw when I was um, at school, anyone who came in to talk about mental health kind of came in with a bit of a stigma around a past survivor story of suicide. And there's so many great organisations doing things in the mental health arena but I feel like we're not educating people to not get to a point of mental illness and I think it's such a common thing in our days in Australian culture with Tor poppy syndrome and bringing people down but I think the more that we can educate students that the ways to improve your mental health can come back and just living with a purpose and living by values and holding yourself accountable to keep yourself healthy because I mean, the analogy Alex uses all the time is if you don't brush your teeth every day, like we get taught as kids, you're going to get cavities, you're going to need to get feelings. If we don't meditate, if we don't practice gratitude, if we don't practice mindfulness, then our mind's going to get cavities. So we need to do these things daily, which we're not taught. Well, we don't need to do them daily, but for me, it's something that helps me dramatically when I do them. And that ends up being pretty much a daily because it makes me feel good. And I feel like I wasn't taught that at school. It was something that I found through my own learnings and that's what I'm just trying to share with other people.
1: You mentioned before being like a good person or good friend and I know that being in a friendship group, there's going to be banter and there's going to be jokes. That's just part of the fun. But when do you feel that becomes mean or nasty or hateful and just like... Goes too far. yeah.
3: Um, I'm trying to wrap my head around the question. I think you mean like as in, in friendship groups, you see bullying between people that's kind of like, there's a lot of psychological bullying I feel like within friendship groups when it comes to, yeah, yeah, exclusion and leaving one person out and dating. And it, it's just a minefield when you're young. And I think personally, I think the way to deal with that is just being comfortable in yourself. And it's very hard at a young age to do that. but the quicker that we can educate and inspire kids. And that's what Alex and I are trying to do is teach, show kids like, it really doesn't matter what your friendship groups like at school. Like the chance I don't have a single friend from school anymore. I do have friends from school, but not one of them I keep in touch with more than once a year. So it's not like schools are be all and end all. I think school should be a time that you learn how to socialize. You learn how to be a good person to your friends. And if you get treated poorly, which is going to happen no matter what, because you never know what people's situations are at home. And a lot of the times the kids are bullies. They've got really bad stuff going at home and they, and they don't have the right role models. And it's up to us to show kids that it's, it's a good opportunity when you're young to start putting things in place, to put your future mind in your future mental health. And when you're most susceptible to learning things, which is when you're in high school, we should be learning things. I think that are going to make our lives happier and, more filled with joy rather than learning five, 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 five um, periods a day, learning about Pythagoras' theorem and learning about yes. a whole bunch of stuff that personally is great and there is so many things that really need to be taught in the curriculum, but I think there's a, a big opportunity to shift it with uh, changing technologies and with the more data and science that we're finding out about mental health.
1: Yeah, I fully agree with that. Thinking about like support networks, Alex. How were your parents towards you when you were being bullied in high school? And did you have any outside help, like outside your family or inside school, or was it just sort of you by yourself? That's
4: a good question. Yeah, I would actually see a psychologist at school every single day. So yeah. I, I would often like you know recess or lunch would yeah. go go to the psychologist and hang because that that she had a, a dog oh. and so I'd, I would just hang out with the puppy most. Um, lunch and recesses and whenever there was like, cl- like certain classes that I would, you know, mm-hmm. might get bullied in, I would I would go hang there. And so I was very, very often going to psychologist at school, which is very great to have that. I was very lucky to have that school counselor there. Um, but also, yeah, my parents were very, very supportive. I mean, I you know, when you get bullied, it's not the first thing you bring up to your parents is often quite, you know, shelter it because it's a very hard thing to talk about. So um there would, there would just become a point in time where they knew it was obvious, and because your parents, my parents, loved me very much, and I loved them very much, they could kind of feel something was going on. So they, they were very supportive when it came to that stuff. But also, you know, just the different generations, it's hard to understand. You know, they, it was, it's hard. It, I would understand it would be hard to be a parent in this day and age because I didn't have social media when I was younger, so I don't understand the, the, I guess the effects of it instantly for my kid. They would be going through it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to someone who wants to sort of like, like get help or knows that they're getting bullied, but doesn't want to speak up? Um, I'm someone who's also like seen the school counselor, um, when I've been bullied or when I've gone through a hard time with my mental health, but I know there's a lot of people who are afraid to speak up. What would you say about that?
4: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like, if, you know, if you're Recently I've just hurt my shoulder and, you know, one of the first things I did was to see physio because it's an apparent pain in my body. And so I guess it's like trying to break the stigma down of like having that same, um, mindset towards your mental health. You know, if I'm not feeling good, my first instinct should, instinct should go. I should get this checked out by a professional because it's just two forms of health. There's mental health and physical health. So it's just trying to make that, um, more common because at this point mental health is already stigmatized as a negative it's like mental illness you know as kuba talks a lot on, on his good human factory um talks is there's a mental health uh, spectrum there's like mental illness at the bottom and there's mental health at the top you know you could have a great mental health or you can have uh, an, a bad mental health just like you can have a bad physical health and a good physical health and there's things you do to get you to that good physical health and there's things to get you to that good mental health too so it's just trying to support those steps that get you out of that negative loop and towards the upper happier side of that spectrum.
2: Do you think that like there should be more mindfulness integrated into schools? I'm someone who does meditate because um, I find it helps with my mental health and I've, um, you know, I don't think it gets talked about enough at schools. Do you think it should, something that should be integrated into schools and should be taught?
3: For Sure. I think
4: it's just like, when I was in primary school, we used to have deer time, which is like 20 minutes forced reading. Um, there should be like a 20 minutes forced mindfulness session or, or something where it's like you have an option of a mindfulness activity. Like you'd have your weekly sport afternoon. There should be like a, a weekly mindfulness afternoon where you learn how to help yourself and how to better your, your mind and connect with yourself a little bit more and make, make it cool because it's actually kind of, I feel like meditation and like, all, all that sort of stuff, in school especially, it's kind of stigmatized as lame. I know yeah. if I was, in, I was talking about meditating, they'd be like, that's so lame, like what? Just try to turn, turn it around and make it cool because it's like we've all been taught to clean our teeth twice a day. Otherwise, we get cavities in our teeth. Why don't we get taught to clean our mind?
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: 100%. You guys have both experienced a lot of success, but when you kind of have tried something out and it didn't work... How did you go about kind of ensuring that you still felt like good about yourself and uh, kind of worked through those insecurities that you had when uh, you tried something and it didn't work out?
3: That's good. I can jump in there. Um, I think just being kind to yourself and taking, for me a big one was, and it's only come in the last two years, two, three years for me and I'm 26 now was taking responsibility for things that happened to me and, Knowing that no matter what happens, I just have to accept it and take responsibility for it. So many times when I'd lose in a surf comp, I'd blame the coach or I'd blame my dad for telling me something or I'd blame him my equipment. And I think maturity really comes when you stop blaming. I think once we get the capacity to really take responsibility for what we do, that we can overcome any situation and you can be ready to take on any situation and you can keep growing in life. And I feel like so many people get scared of disappointment and fear failure, but failure is going to happen to everybody in your life. Like for the last 24, like it looks like I'm running this really successful mental health business, but for the last two years I've worked for free and just tried to do something that I'm passionate about. And that's what kept me going is trying to really align my values and my purpose with my everyday life. And then for me, that's the way that I can overcome any poor situation that comes up. Uh, I'll jump in as well. I, there's actually a very interesting TED um, talk I watched recently. And it was
4: a study they did on um, two different game formulas. One was they got like 50,000 people to play this game where there was, it was like Super Mario or something, but the amount of times you could die was like limited. So you could only die like 100 times. So you'd, you'd fail and then you'd only have 99 tries left. And then there was um, another 50,000 people that played a game that had unlimited attempts. And the the numbers they got at the end of both tests was a lot of people gave up when they failed a few times on the game that they had the limit of attempts. Yeah. And for the people that did not have a limit, they kept trying, they kept trying, they kept trying because it's just like the fact of life, life, there is... Uh, an infinite amount of times that you can make a mistake, meaning there's so many lessons you can make, um, learn from your mistakes. So there's no limit on mistakes. And I feel like school often like tries to drill that mindset into you to not make mistakes, but mistakes is actually the best teacher that we'll ever get, is learning from that. So it's understanding that life, you can have as many mistakes as you, as you want, just trying things. Just try, 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 keep trying and keep learning and keep growing rather than giving up after a few attempts because you're scared of
3: failing.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's really good advice. In high school, did you ever sort of have one friend, whether it be like for a few weeks or years, that someone suddenly just you thought was always going to be there and suddenly let you down and just how did you deal with that if you had that happen to either of you?
3: Hmm. To be honest, I never had a lot. I've I've been my friendships over the last, 15 years I've had probably like four different best friends over the last 15 years and I think it's just I guess adapting to the seasons of life like and not being there's always going to be those people that are going to be there in your life but you've got to stick to your own journey and know that there's going to be times where people go out of your life but there's always a new person coming around the corner and I think the main thing for me in school was relationships with girls I'd get so caught up and think of the be all and end all and lose night's sleep and then I'd go away and I'd get cheated on. Or they'd break up with me or something. And those were the ones that hurt the most for me. And breakups with girls has been tough over the years for me. But I think now looking back at it, I'm like, <laughs> they all shaped who I am. But I'm like, that none of them really, like the breakups never really hurt that much. At the time, it felt like my life was never going to, the next day was never going to come. But now I'm just like all good life's gonna keep moving (laughs) not gonna stop for anyone so you may as well wake up the next day and take put your next put your foot in front of the other one and keep moving forward because as soon as we become stagnant i feel like that's when we start really having problems when it comes to yeah mental health and friendships and just realizing that life can always keep moving forward
0: Thank you so much for your time. It's been a really interesting discussion with you guys. Um, and I think we've learned a lot. We've heard a lot of really positive
4: things.
2: Yes, yeah, I'm taking so much on board. I've learned so much just from listening to
4: you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having us on. And there is just one one quick thing that I want to add at the end. Well, two, two quick things, actually. But just to kind of roll on from that last question is there was plenty of times that I've been stood up, you know, with people wanting to hang out and um, – I've been somewhere and waiting for someone and having some sort of expectation in return from someone coming, but it's kind of, kind of understanding that everything you need to know about yourself is actually inside. And so that sometimes to be alone, as hard as it can be, it's going to be the best for you because yeah. you start to dig internally and become a little bit closer to yourself. And it's, and it's the journey and it's the practice of life. You know, there never comes a point where you master this, but it's just practice becoming your own best friend. So when push comes to shove, you're there for yourself always so there's never there's never the the option of being let down because you've got yourself, yeah, and as hard as it can be and it's as simple as, the, as it can sound it's just a practice and it's hard, but it's you know every time you, you you practice that, it gets a little bit easier and you become more understanding of yourself yeah and and, and to roll off that too is there's for every level you know at another level another devil for every time you innovate yourself there's always going to be a, some sort of problem that you have to get over it's just like a, a game of mario kart you know every every level you, you move forward and advance, there's going to be another problem so it's just a fact of life that no matter how much you you um how much success you get there's always going to be something that's in your way and it's our job as as people to just continue getting over it because we're strong-minded people and we have the ability to to get over anything
1: mm. yeah i think that's the whole like Self-care and I also think that's another thing that isn't taught in high schools or schools really at all because like when I sort of needed it I had no idea what it was. I had no idea how to sort of use it and like no idea how much it could actually help once it became more of a habit for me and just like becoming your own person and being okay with who you are really will like help you through life and help you through everything.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great way to end it. Yeah.
3: Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for having us on, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no. You guys are killing the podcast game. Also a podcast <laughs> myself. I know how difficult and fun it can be. Yes, yeah, all yes. Guys. You guys are killing it. No thanks work. for having us on. I really appreciate giving us the platform to share our little bits of wisdom. And yeah, hope all the best for you guys to finish the school year.
2: <laughs> Thank you so and much.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what, pretty much what Cooper said. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much.
4: Honestly, honestly, well done. It's really awesome to see um, much a bunch of young legends talking
3: about important stuff. So, hats off to you guys!
1: Thank you, thank you, awesome,
3: thank you so much. Keep doing it, guys. Your friends are start listening. Trendsetters, trendsetters, <laughs> exactly. Everyone's crazy till they're a pioneer. Yeah,
2: Sweet. yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank thanks, you. Cooper and Alex. Really good to speak to you guys thanks for listening to the podcast we hope you enjoyed this episode raised any issues for you that you'd like to talk about further or if you need any additional support you can call the Avalon Youth Hub on 04-879-368-75 or contact them through Facebook or Instagram